Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Duckies and Dargons. My name is Mayhem, and as always, I'm going to try and be your DM for this evening. So, before we jump into the shenanigans that my cast of absolutely batshit insane players have probably got in store for me as we embark on our journey to hell, uh, let's just go ahead and give a real quick recap as to what the fuck happened in the last session. So, after stepping through the portal from the Kaladin estate in Amdale, Zaris, God's rest his soul, that'll become obvious in a little bit, uh, and Anon and Koldor find themselves in a almost forgotten locale. They find themselves in what turns out to be the same Venoran training camp that they discovered back in Chapter 2 as they were fleeing the continent back to Zayuri after recovering the relic that had been lost to Venoran thieves as part of their sort of like their initiation test by the administration and the monarchy. Uh, from there, there was a brief uh, showdown, as a, a brief flurry of panic and insanity as Zaris, God rest his soul, uh, decided that he was going to delve into Anon's backpack, find the deck of many things, and pull an insane number of cards. Pooling, and I'll read them because I've still got them here, uh, the Magician, the Justice, the Lovers, the Empress, the Hermit, and the Wheel of Fortune. Uh, a goal in mind. Uh, I don't actually know whether or not that goal succeeded because he wanted to die. <laughs> Thankfully, that didn't happen right at that minute. Um, but no, Zarus desperately looking for a contingency plan to get him, Anon, and Colder the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, was aided by Lara and Meldir as they made their way to their companions' locations in a rescue attempt. Where after a brief discussion, it was revealed the true, and I mean true, identity of the Commandant, rather than it being Lieutenant Commander Arya, as previously believed, the Commandant revealed herself to be none other than Lady Ilya Alexandria Vysorin, the Disciple Deceptus, who, surrounded by her Wrathborn soldiers and Venoran counterparts and countless beasts of very menacing proportions, uh, managed to secure her and Salathir's safety for now uh, and urged vehemently our cast of heroes to depart before the Deceiver touched down in their presence. Otherwise, they would meet a fate worse than the Commandant believes they would subject her to. So, we made our way back to Amdale, where the players got that very much demanded, not needed, demanded long rest. Uh, that they've been begging me for, uh, despite You're forgetting something, DM. You're forgetting about. Oh yeah, Knuckleverse was fucking resurrected. <laughs> um, yeah, as a big middle, as a big uh, middle finger to Salavir, uh Zaris, God's rest his soul, um, used one of his first of the three uses of the wish spell that he has in order to resurrect Canalvaris uh, right in front of Salathir in a way that that was the last thing that Salathir saw before our heroes made it to safety. Uh, which is a, a big swinging dick energy move um, from Zaris, God's rest his soul. <laughs> uh, 
You're uh, gonna get so fucking fed up saying that. Nah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm really not. Uh, but I'll explain the the whole God's rest his soul thing. So, uh, Zarus decided to be a dick. And he decided that he was going to execute my backup plan and he was going to split himself and Fury apart. Uh, after a successful display of immense arcan uh, uh, immense control over the arts of the Arcanum, Zarus, God's rest his soul, and Fury got, I suppose, is it kind of a God rest Fury's soul as well? I don't know. Um... <laughs> Jesus be with you. <laughs> Hazels. <laughs> uh, the two entities that formed the now deceased Zarus Longstrider separated and became their original forms by the way of Zarin and Zadrian. So, with our cast of heroes back in Amdale, in their homestead, with a plan of action, supposedly, <laughs> um, we're going to jump to Anon. Because in the last session, Anon expressed that she had the desire to do something, but unfortunately, time was not exactly on her side, IRL, and we didn't get round to doing that. So, Anon, the floor is yours. Okay. So, just to clarify, we're all still in the living room. I believe so. Right. Unless you've gone anywhere else. Um. So after this kind of whole chaos has slightly died down, Anon pipes up. So um, this is probably. Not the time, but I don't see when else. Um, I may have found my brother. Alara turns her head slowly towards you, Anon, and just raises an eyebrow. The bad news is he's on the other side. Are we just in the habit of finding all of our distant relatives just in the blink of all kinds of fuckery at this point? Yes. When you say other side, how connected? Um, he was referred to as Wrathborn. Their eyes just open wide towards you. Yeah. Um, I've checked. We haven't killed him yet. So that's nice. <clears throat> but I still haven't figured out what I want to do here. But I just, you know, heads up. Hang on. I said I would do my best to help you save your brother, but... I... I a, we don't know what he looks like, so the chances of us not attacking him are very low. Uh, me, but male. I know what a fucking drow is. I am one for fuck's sake. Look, I'll... 
how do you know he's Rothborn? Because our dearest lady had referred to him as such. Before myself and Mel arrived? Oh, oh no, this is um, months back. Or is it weeks? Weeks. It, it was weeks back. But I wasn't sure if it was him, it was just a feeling, and since then I have got um, confirmation, so... Yeah. Both. Uh, no, um, we actually kind of, but not really technically met. I feel like you would have told us the time it would have happened, Adam. Um, really, it was not a great time. He was dead. And she points to Canaveras. Oh my god. <sighs> there ain't another familiar And it just hasn't been time since then. You know, I've, I've tried. Are there any other hidden familial ties I don't know about with this um, conflictable to, group? To my knowledge, everybody else is dead. <sighs> but we don't have to go into this now. It's just, you know, heads up. Or in this case, heads down. <sighs> I... I don't... I... Elara's gonna look away from you and look towards Canaveras. Is he still unconscious at the moment? No, we woke him up at the end of the session. Oh yeah, because you were filling him in the gaps or whatever, mm -hmm. so... Yeah, he's awake. At this point, Canaveras is currently sat upright in a chair with a blanket draped over his shoulders. Um, Elara, you... In fact... All of you know Canaveris's skin tone to be that very, very watered down, pale, jade green color. <clears throat> it's almost Caucasian with just the slightest tinge of green. But he looks deathly pale in comparison. You see, he's shivering, not from the temperature. It's warm in here. It's comfortably warm in here. He is shivering from bodily exertion. His body is fighting untold and unknowable levels of damage. It's at this point that you see Vlar comes in with a large platter. She's got a, a massive uh, metal metallic pot that is steaming. You, you can smell it from here. It's freshly brewed coffee. She's got several cups. She places it down on the, on the table in the center of the, the seating arrangement. Goes over to Canalvaris and just looks him in the eyes and says, Um, I... I'm not highly skilled, but I, I have somewhat of a... I, I'm somewhat proficient in uh, healing magics. I, I don't know whether or not they'll be useful but 
I mean, if you want, if you're okay with it, I can, I can always try. Canavarus takes a while to lift his head before looking at Vlar, who is knelt down in front of him and says, Thank you, my dear. I think for now, some rest will be good. He looks to you, Aladdin, and says, I guess this means... Our wager is still on. Hearing those words from Canaveras, Elera just looks at Canaveras, goes to the kitchen whenever, gets him just a drink, just, just a drink of water, puts it in front of him, goes upstairs, gets her old red trench coat, brings it down, wraps Canaveras wraps, wraps with it, and without even saying a word to Canaveras, she just walks out to the back garden. Calmly. Not raging, not not exactly ignoring Canaveras, but just sees him and walks outside and oh, Tony's left busy. Uh oh. And he'll be back. right back. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Alera's not doing that to be rude, but in her mindset right now. She split herself with the death of Canaveras and she had that rage was the only reason why she split herself and now he's back. So she feels like she split herself for no reason. She's not, by, by, by no means, she's not annoyed that he's back. She's fucking so thankful that Zara's brought him, brought him back, but she's just like, um, I'm going to go outside. So she goes out to the back garden and she's just, doesn't pick up any food or anything, but she's just sort of like, she's she's got her shadow out in the garden, and she's just sort of, how would I describe this? Like a samurai warm up, like she's just doing the stretches. She's just things samurais do before they eat. They just sort of practice their stretches, practice their techniques, their their stabs, their blows, and that's all she's doing right now because she doesn't know what to say. So she's just, as I said, give water to Canavers, give 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 him rolled coat. She's going outside to practice meditating, but she's not said a single word to Canaveras. Canaveras looks between Anon and Meldir. As he looks at Anon, he gives... You see, he's got this very weak smile on his face. That's probably the most he can muster at this point. But he looks to you and says, Thank you, my dear. If not for anything else, then... Thank you for... Looking out for her. I'd imagine she is in an immense amount of pain. Oh yeah, she's proper fucked up. You hear him cough. <laughs> hear him just coughing as he, his body reactionally chuckles to your comment. You see him wincing in pain. He goes, <clears throat> "Um, I appreciate your candor. I always have." In the short amount of time I've been with this little disheveled group, I found out they're all got their little quirks and whatnot. He looks to you, Maldir, and says, Forgive me, sir. Either we have met fleetingly, or we haven't met at all, or my memory is heavily compromised. You'll have to forgive me, I, I do not recall your name. I hear you've been looking for me 
for quite a while, actually. Oh. Meldir Traverse. I see. Well then. It would seem that the fates have aligned properly. Welcome back to the living, Lord Traverse. I hear you've um I hear you've been all nice for quite a while. Properly thawed, aged to perfection at this point. Must be quite an interesting situation to find yourself in. The current not state it. of the world. Current state of the world, yes, but not as interesting as the situation you found yourself in recently. Speaking <clears throat> Speaking of my situation I don't see Mr. Longstrider Where is Zaris? <laughs> you're gonna want to well you're already sitting down but <laughs> you're gonna hold on to your seat for this one you see he slumps back completely against the backrest of the chair is breathing heavy he looks across all of you lays eyes on Zadrian and Zarin before lingering and saying I may be wrong but I believe the two of you are something extraordinary Can you hear me? Yes, of course we can. Fantastic. Zadrian will look at Canalvaris and say, We were once Zaris, but we are no longer. Zaris, in all intensive purposes, is forever gone. We are now as we should have been a long time ago. I am known as Zadrian. And my brother here is Zarin, or as most others have referred him to at, through his infernal name, Fury. Canalvaris's eyes linger on Zarin for a second before saying, a crying shame being subjected to a form not entirely of your origin for so long. It is good to see that things have been restored to their originality. However, a crying shame that Mr. Longstrider, although he's not here physically, he is still here within... <clears throat> Within the two of you. Uh, you'll have to forgive me. This whole returning from the dead thing is not recommended. I, I highly don't advise that you, um, you ever try it. No. You see, he attempts to right himself in the chair before his arms give out. And he, 
he doesn't drop, but he sort of loses his stability. He outstretches a hand, looks at it for a couple of seconds before saying, I don't... I don't expect any of you to understand. However, I feel that the consequences of my rebirth, my return, may not exactly be in your favor. You see him, he, he's focusing on his hand before a, a wash of acceptance goes across his face. You see him recoil his hand, place it on the armrest before saying, maybe I'm just too tired. Maybe I'm, maybe I need to rest more. I shouldn't be pushing myself. No, no. So. We have spare bedroom. Go rest. Thank you, my dear. I think I would feel a lot better if I knew what the situation going forward were to be. In light of the last 24 to 48 hours, I yeah, there's a sense that there is an extremely thick air of tension. Can I add a little detail before you continue the RP there, Mr. Mayhem? Uh-huh. Elera's doing one-on-one -on -one combat very aggressively towards the shadow where you can hear the scythe clash with the rapier shadow. And Elera's doing sort of more aggressive grunts. Okay. Just as she's sort of forcing herself, she's trying to push herself in the, in the sort of combat way. Just, just you'd hear that in the window outside in the garden or if the doors open, you would have heard that kind of grunts and that clinging and Alara's shouting as well so as that as those sounds make their way through the home Lara turns her head stands up and says she's gonna get herself hurt um I'll be right back Canaveros looks to you all again before saying the situation surrounding my demise paints a picture in my mind that I'm quite honestly fearful for. I know you have been burdened with a whole lot of information that you probably never expected to be dropped upon you in the time following the event. I went through great pains to ensure that those details were never revealed to anyone, let alone yourselves. But please understand it is not through a lack of trust or a lack of confidence in your characters. It is a it is a agreement that was established to benefit the safety of everyone that myself and my kin were sworn to protect, to watch over, and to guide. 
to prosperity, to to flourish, to to rise through hardship and to create the land that the gods had first envisioned when they birthed Vardor into existence. It's obvious that the balance of that agreement has been shattered. You could say that again. Needless to say, the amount of things that have happened and the amount of information that we have accumulated since your quote-unquote untimely depart has escalated at least a hundredfold. His Majesty the King must be in a great deal of anxiety. The young king so inexperienced with war, so inept, so naive. He's never seen the field of battle. You all need you all need to come to the realization of this. He's never led an army. He's never He's never seen a mass armed conflict. He's never watched the grass become stained, the the bodies pile in the midday sun. No, he's for all intents and purposes, he has had the easiest run of being sovereign of this land out of the three of the, the monarchs that it has seen. His mother never had a council. His mother led through love and affluence and prosperity. His father, his father assisted from the sidelines. His grandfather, <laughs> his grandfather led through stern leadership. I'm sure Lord Travaris has already regaled you with many of the details that you'll need to understand the reign of King Yorick. He... Alfred is young. He is... He's led the people quite well. But he is not a combatant. He is not a, a fighter. He is not a soldier. And unless he has those around him that can ensure the kingdom's safety there is a high likely chance that it will fall. And the do of it. Say that again, Anon. What exactly do you expect us to do of it? You've just said a, a very eloquent speech there. However, I, th I think it is missing its mark. While we are involved in this war, we we never have to go do a subsequent side mission to to help further. We're we're not here on the front lines. Believe me. Anon, if, if I could offer you solace and comfort with my answers, believe me, I would. 
But the only thing I can say is that the front lines have not yet been drawn. At least not judging by the looks on your faces. The front lines will be coming quite clear very soon. While the war did start before your demise, it has quickly escalated since. And it is still escalating. As wars do. As wars do. Canalros looks across the room, taking in all of the body language, all of the, the facial expressions. He looks to you all and says, I have no answers. Only questions. And I understand that that is frustrating and that that is not entirely ideal. I was, or perhaps I still am, the Keeper of Secrets. I, I, as of right now, I am unsure. I am, I'm still torn between figuring out the, the how and the why. But if I have answers... They will come in time. Asanon, you spoke of a... a task... that you are... currently undertaking, I would imagine. This task... of what importance does it hold? Of great importance. It's for us to it's for us to acquire additional allies. Then that then that that is the role you will play. The rallying of allies, the securance of alliances, the aid of additional hands and additional spears on the field of battle. Um, the fuck? Roleplay. Okay. Genuinely thought something was wrong with you there. He's hurting himself intentionally in real life. That's you, real uh, deep. I, I went the other end of the room just to vocalize that so it sounded like it's at a distance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I didn't do an interrupt, I was just went to build up RP stuff <laughs> for saying. Canalvary size what you're saying. I must I must rest. I I'm of no use to you in my current condition. I'm trying to, I've been trying to tell you that. Fine. <sighs> Thank you, my dear. 
You see me as some stubborn old man, I I I understand. But my my priority right now, whether it's naivete, whether it's unfounded, or whether it's just delusionally, my priority is for you. All of you. It always has been. That's why I that's why I did the things that got me in this position in the first place. I sent people, dudes, people, loyal people to their deaths. I, I sent them on a suicide mission knowingly. And I have no idea how many of them still breathe. Look, um, we will have questions and we'll need clarity, but right now I don't think you're in any state for any more today. It's at this point, Vlar comes charging back into the, into the living room. Having heard you say this, she looks to Canalvaris and says, Sir, I think it's about time that we, we got you some rest. Um, I think you've, you've pushed yourself a little too far, so, and he looks to Zadrian and Zarin before looking back to Canalbrus and saying, please forgive me for this. And you all watch as her hand flourishes in the air and then points to Canalbrus. I actually need to fucking roll for this. Perfect. Canalvaris just goes completely limp and his head rests against the back of the, 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 the top of the backrest of the chair as he goes unconscious. Vlar looks all of you and says, right, well, he won't be waking up for a couple hours. Gives you time to prep. Whatever it is that you're doing. So, go on. Go on. You're in my way. Let me, let me get him up to... Wait. Whose room should I put him in? I'd imagine... I'll just use mine. Noted. You see as she moves through all of you to get to Canalvaris before slinging him over one of her shoulders and trudging her way through the living room and up the up the stairs out of sight. So, disasters. I can't call you a disaster trio anymore because there's fucking five of you, but sure. Disasters. <laughs> what are we doing? Elaira's still fighting with her shadow. <laughs> and you're kicking her ass, Elaira. Well done. Right now, for roleplay purposes, Elaris, I wouldn't say she's in a rage, but she's been that sort of tactical where her shadow is like on its, on its, uh, it has bent its knee and is basically holding its rapier in the defense position, to, uh, pointing towards the left, just at a straight angle. Whilst, whilst Alara, with a sort of evil ish kind of grin with the scythe, 
has clashed right into the Shadow's Rapier and is pushing right down. <laughs> like, she's basically beat her Shadow into submission. <laughs> if you were to look outside and see Belera doing that, of course, that is. Okay. Okay. Uh, Anon will turn to the twins. What the fuck do we need for hell? This is Adrian will pipe up and say, well, it's really quite simple. You already have the coin. Now we just need to find the door. Okay, now I'm thinking more physically, like, what's the terrain like? Like, like, do I need to get special shoes? Yes, yeah, the little yeah, heels. Haha. <laughs> oh, you know that Anon will burst the lettles through hell, you know that. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to be quite frank. Hell is not something that you wear fancy attire to, so your stilettos are just going to stand out. I was thinking more on the lines of, you know, my snow grips. Oh, yeah. Mm, do no, I need I, those? Or do I, I have think... to get like, special ones for like lava or something? I don't know what's down there. Anon, I would honestly say that your best course of action is to treat this as if that this is the end of days and you are trying to survive out in a wilderness where there is no water, that there is no resources, that it is a barren wasteland and... All you have to survive is what is on your pack. Right, okay. I'm going shopping. Ilera, how Ilera long... Can... I, was, I was about to say, how long do you keep training for? Ilera, after the shadow has been beaten, Ilera just walks inside the door and is looking directly at Anon. And she asks for her whip back. Yeah. Okay, so, and then she'd be like and the card and the cards well technically he one of them has them he, I'm, I'm not sure which one said, from what Zaris said he took the cards one by one out of the hand and I'm sure he gave them back so cards come on enough powers I'll, 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 look, this is the ones I've got fuck it I'll get them off you later I can't be arsed no, no, I'm handing them over. I'm pretty and sure then... he dropped some. Lyra puts them in her back in her person and she looks at where Canaveras was sat and she's just staring there going. Okay. Just looking at the spot Canaveras was wasn't was that and just says okay. Looking at the spot. He's gone to bed. Okay. I need... I had a walk. 
Um, and I also need to um, let the coin know that uh, that bitch is actually in custody. Crown's guard, I need to explain that one to them. And then I guess I need to get supplies for something. I just... Mm. I don't know. I'm going shopping. So the We're only one that a lot of shit. the only one of my two characters that needs to go shopping is Zarin. Zadrian is good. I'm sure Meldir would love the opportunity to buy some more things that will make him overpowered as fuck. Uh, well, lucky for you, I only have one plat, so... <laughs> wait, wait, you know, just... Did you not... Sp oh, no, you didn't. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I've only got one plat. Oh, fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zarus blew all his money. Oh, that's a shame. He shouldn't have got the craft of the Magi. Anyway, um... <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna spend that one plat on gear for Zarin because he's gonna need it. You're a bitch, His... <laughs> I mean, I've still got plenty of money. And uh, so, uh, I mean, I've still got plenty of money. What role to make to contact the coin? I don't think you would. You can just rock up. Oh no, just contact and like send a message to the barkeep. Uh, tell you what, roll, that, roll a d20. Just a straight roll of the d20. An 11. Yeah, sure. Fucking that ironic. <laughs> ironic? 11? 11. Oh, uh. fuck, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Alara just sends a very, very brief message of... Hellbent's in the, the Crown's custody. Salathir got away. Um, I'm still on the hunt with him, but uh, that hunt is going to take a bit longer than expected. <laughs> I will get through, I will get some sample of the Hellbent at some point, but they are in custody and I cannot get in. Um, and Salathir wouldn't hunt for, but we have a side mission to do right now. So... Just a heads up in case you thought I'd abandoned my, my duties. The barkeep comes back saying, well, that sure sounds like a shit situation to be in. That's, uh, it's quite a difference there from when we last spoke. Well, yep. Seems like you got an extended hunt on your hands. Well, <laughs> I suppose now would be as good a time as any. To uh, set that meat with the uh, the armor, then wouldn't it? If you're still interested, that is. According to the right and the left hand man of the of his lordship, that would take a long time to arrange. Yeah, well, he got called in. Uh, a couple of our other members had some requests that needed to be expedited so uh we called him in and just goes to show he's gonna be in here till the end of the day so if you don't want to wait another god knows how long now might be your best time to come in 
Is he quick? Is he efficient? I mean, the coin's there. He can do anything you want as quickly as you need it. <sighs> the headquarters or elsewhere? Yep, just come on by. I'll be there soon. Before Probably you before you rock up. If he, mm -hmm. find, if he finds out I told you, if I, if he finds out I said this, I'll gut you from navel the fucking skull. So, just keep that in mind. Said, said that said that they're here. No. Little word of advice: This goes for all y'all. Don't stare. Don't ask too many fucking questions. He's uh, he's a little different than what folks around here are used to. So be blunt and look away. Got it. Yeah, you sure. You do that. Alright, then we'll see you when you get here. So Alara's then gonna look towards the group and she's like, Apparently the armorer I was looking for is at the coin. I feel like I need to create some of my gear, so I'm going there. He's the bar keeps passed on the message that be short with him and do not stare and he's a bit different. So let's not get in the coins bad side. But that's where I'm going. Don't know about the race to you guys, but I'm going to the coin and the walk and is most likely gonna clear my head a bit more. And then Alara's just going to turn around and sort of just start walking, not looking if the group are following or or what. Okay. So, but for just, all, for but just all to those... go for, Oh, I forgot that. I forgot that. I forgot that. Before that, Alara would have been getting all her gear, like all her weapons. And a sort of carried case mm -hmm. type thing or... So she's got the short sword, she's got the cleaver, she's got the the whip, she's got the, the scythe, obviously, and her rapier, and and the dagger of rot. Just to confirm that one, and she's sort of carrying them, and she's heading towards a coin. Cool. So, who's all going to have a meet with the, with the armor? I'm going to, I guess, the armor because okay. I need armor for Zarin. Hold, hold, hold that thought, Tony. Uh, what is his. Um... <clears throat> What's the word I'm looking for? Proficiency with armor? Proficiency. What is his armor proficiency? Well, his proficiency is light armor. Because he's a barbarian, so I'm looking for very two very specific things that are both classified as rare. And if they have them, then one plat should be enough for both of them. Okay, never mind. You're just dying to get rid of the armor, aren't you? I want someone to have it. <laughs> like, if I could wear anything... Bigger than light armor, this wouldn't be a problem, but because he's a barbarian, I actually benefit from wearing light, either no armor or light armor. Yep, unarmored Real defense. Real question not to be a downer. 
Not to be a downer, question DM about the coin here real quick. Nanny. Are associates allowed to do services apart from drink at the bar? As long as there's someone there to vouch for them, then yeah. Right, so okay, so right. Zarin's got to listen to me then, that's fine. I just want to check if they'd actually serve him or if I'd put us under threat. That's fine, go. <laughs> now Tony's going to have to clarify which of his split personalities is going with him. Uh, Zarin. It was Aaron. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get the uh, we're gonna get the bloodthirsty one. So, uh, give me one second. I'm pulling something up. And screenshot. Get that ready to send in uno momento. Sorry, I have a I have a graphic that I was gonna give y'all for the armor. I completely dumbassedly forgot to. Save it. So, there we go. Uh, okay. So, the journey from home to the candlestick maker, which acts as the front for getting into the Exultant Coin headquarters. Uneventful, for the most part. You're just walking through the streets, but you are noticing that, especially around the borders of the noble district as well as the heavily noticeable presence of the crowns guard and the military there are now barricades barricades set up and manned by several members of the military armed with ballistas and what appears to be a short-range equivalent of trebuchets that are loaded with these roughly, I'd say, basketball-sized glass orbs that all shift and swirl with different colorations on the inside. As you walk past, on this entire journey, you get stopped a couple of times. But after explaining who you are, the Crown's Guard and the military let you go. Um, as you walk into the candlestick maker, you notice that the entire shop is empty, apart from the, the, the owner, who recognizes you by this point and just gestures. Doesn't take you through at this point. You've been here several times now. He just gestures for you guys to, to make your way through the back. As you make your way onto the grounds of the lodge, even here, there is an air of a shifted mood. There are what appear to be heavily armed individuals at different points around the, the corners of the buildings. This place is now heavily guarded. And Larry, you actually have to end up vouching for your companions before you are actually allowed into the building. I thought it was only Zarin with me, wasn't it? Or did they all come? Because I I, I, th I, I just assumed it was just Zarin that came in with me. Melde, are you going? Everything you just described remind me of something I completely forgot. Oh? You're going to see Meldir reach up for his pendant and grasp it, and it'll start to glow. 
I need to contact Fogfang. Okay. What are you saying? What are you saying to Fogfang? Come on and pass along the message to inform Fogfang to inform Brecken that I need at least two to three legions of dark soldiers sent to the capital and two different squadrons of arcane mages to also be sent to the capital to reset and recalibrate the lodestones. Fogfang comes through. Right away. Right away. Am I to understand that the situation here has gotten a shite side worse? You bet your scaly hide it has. Oh, delightful. My presence isn't, isn't required, is it? At the moment, no, Fogfang, but also inform Brecken to ensure the bolstering of our own defenses along the border. Right away. Um, although, my lord, if the, if the, uh, the moment does arise when I'm required to return to that, that place, um, can it be on a momentary basis? Folks like myself do not tend to, uh, <laughs> um, blend in with the more humanoid populace. The monarchy knows of you, Fogfang, so there yes. wouldn't be that much confusion or surprise, so... Yes, the, aware but... the awareness is there, my lord, however, I'm not entirely sure as to their feelings towards, uh, Nagas. They know you have no threats, but... Unless they piss me off. I'll make sure it doesn't come to that, my skilled friend, but at this uh... moment, your presence is not required. Oh well, I'm sure Bracken would be delighted to hear that he's going to the capital as well. <laughs> Poor bastard. Can you two please behave yourselves while I'm gone? Of course! I behave myself entirely, my lord. And he cuts the communication and for flavor. Back in Brackfort. Uh, not Brackfort. Blackreach. Why the fuck did Brackfort come to my mind? Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> my city gets around fast. <laughs> fuck knows where where Zyrus's hometown came to my head there. Back in Blackreach. Uh after Fog. God found, rest his soul. God's rest his soul. Uh after Fogfang cuts the communications before making his way to Brecken, before setting off, he says, I didn't say I'd behave well. So, back to... Uh, At that moment that he thinks that I get a slight itch in my butt. <laughs> so, who exactly is with Alaire? Is it just Zarin, or is there anyone else there? Because it's just, I, I just assumed it was just Zarin that was with Alaire. Uh, I'm going to the Arcanist's. Can I make a request on this little trip, DM? Maybe. I can't believe I'm saying this, but can I have my granddaughter accompany us with us? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which group yes. is in which group? <laughs> you smug bastard. 
you do realize, right? That was all supposed to be skeptical and hypothetical and, you know, only like, you know, oh, I saw, I saw Lady Tyler going to Lord Meldier's tent. <laughs> you wanted that to go completely through. Don't you fucking lie to me. No. <laughs> Who's in which group then? Right. Just so I from my understanding, from my understanding, it is Elera, Meldir, and Kala, with Anon going to the Arcanist dream. You forgot Zarin with me. And Zarin. <laughs> Listen, he's only existed for ten minutes. <laughs> I'm not used to him yet. Uh okay. So, as you approach the bar, Alara, the barkeep is there, uh, looks to you and he, he slides uh, a small coin purse across the, the bar top towards you. There is 250 gold in there. He looks to you and says, that there, since your, uh, your little mission there was, uh, partially successful, Go ahead and call that a down payment until you uh, check all the boxes off that list. Appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's nothing compared to the full price, but I suppose you still got some work to do. Anyway, <laughs> armor, east wing, second floor. Knock three times. And uh, like I said, for the love of shit, don't stare. He's the only one of his kind in a lot of ways. And if he kills you, I will dance on your graves. Alara raises an eyebrow at the barkeep and goes noted. So, as you make your way... I swear, if it's a guy that works in a cake industry, I will <laughs> fucking have you. <laughs> no, it's not Baska. <laughs> Right, that's fine then. <laughs> so, it's worse. It's a me. hobbit. Oh, how the fuck did you go? How did you draw the conclusion it was going to be Baska? It was just the way you'd had things described there. The back of my head was going, he better fucking not be. So, no, no, no. He's no. going second floor. Yep, as you, okay, so as you make your way up to the second floor, knock three East, times, what? of course. What? I knock three times, of course. Yeah. After knocking three times, you hear the sound of tools being heavily laid down on a, on some kind of surface before answer. And without touching the doors, you watch as it's a large oak double door that's in front of you. You watch as it swings open into the room, revealing the sight of a room that for all intents and purposes should not be able to fit in here there is two separate furnaces there is a forge on the right hand side there are anvils there are racks of blacksmithing tools and then there is a row of three tables each of them piled high with a combination of crystals scrolls uh, mortars and pestles, alchemist tools, and then you notice that on the on the edge of the desk that faces like towards you, there are a series of glowing runes across the entire, almost like 
16 foot span of the le of the edge and standing hunkering over this anvil holding what appears to be what in the hands of a normal person would probably be a sledgehammer with most of its handle cut off in fact i need to hold on but so, yeah that's the joke yeah, yeah 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 that's the joke yeah totally totally so like i said standing hunched over this anvil clutching this rather large heavy hafted hammer you see and i'm waiting for the reactions when they all see this you see this roughly six and a half foot tall form almost skeletal form oh. only it's not bone it's not flesh it's metal this thick limbed almost almost to the proportion where it's like looking at a regular flesh and blood humanoid but entirely mechanical with this long black and red uh dovetail coat with an abnormally high collar that comes to the cheekbones and then curves up to cover where the ears would be. You watch as this large, war-forged automaton form turns to you and says, Well, don't just stand there. Come in. Elera sort of walks in. You wouldn't by any chance have a pigeon companion, would you? <laughs> she so Lara's just going to say, codename Disenbarler. I was advised of your services. In fact, I requested for a blacksmith that was recommended from the coin. I have a rather rush order. I do not know your capabilities. That is not me doubting you. I'm just not sure of if, if the coin recommends you then I would really, really be appreciative of your services. You watch as the automaton walks over to the central desk, picks up a fist-sized chunk of what looks to be copper, chomps down on it, rips a part off, and you hear the metal-on-metal metal grinding of, the, of what is the equivalent of his teeth gnashing down on this before the ding, 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 stunk of it landing in his intern in his internals, he chucks the remnants of it back and says, "That's a lot of words. Too bad I wasn't fucking listening to them." Shit, yeah, I forgot about that DM. Uh, so Alara's just gonna say, "I'm the disembarler. Rush order. Need weapon infusement." You fixy fixy. Allow me to introduce myself. Constantine the Third. Well, now that you've told me why the fuck you're here, tell me what it is you want me to do for you. So, Alera, is, is there a sort of desk where I could put my all my weapons on? 
Yeah, yeah, the desk that he's standing at is only about half full. So Elera is going to put her scythe in in the in the table and she's gonna point the scythe. I need what I'm going to show you infused onto the scythe. And then she's going to take out the electric whip from uh what's his name again? Solomon. I've forgotten his name. Solomon Solomon Ray. She puts the whip down there. This whip has electronic uh, electric abilities. You can actually pull people in from a distance attack, and then she'll take a rapier out. This rapier, if mine once lit, can summon my mount. I am... Um, and then she'll take the dagger out, the, the dagger of rot, and this causes enemies to be rotted. And then I'm looking to put the... I mean, I'm, I'm trying... Obviously, Alara is saying this as quickly as she can, but I'm trying to also explain it to listeners as well, so I'm worried about messing up what I'm trying to do. Uh, so, essentially, I'll just say this. What what Alara is wanting is the electric abilities put onto the scythe that the electrical whip had. She's wanting the abilities from the Dagger of Rot also infused onto the, the scythe. And then maybe you're as a bonus... You're wanting everything put on the scythe, aren't you? Yeah, but I'm really debating about my rapier's abilities on the scythe. Because that's one thing that scares me. Like, I, 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 it would be nice if I could also put my... If the, if the scythe was ignited, I could summon Henri that way too. But I don't know that's a possibility, so it's I'm just going to keep it short by having the raw abilities from the dagger on the scythe and the whip's electronic arcane abilities put onto the scythe. What is this, Diablo 4? <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, Diablo, but not four. Jesus. <laughs> you watch. So as... essentially, just take abilities put onto the scythe. Is essentially. You watch. So just you watch. You watch as Constantine rests a hand on the side of his face. You hear the tink, 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 tink as he taps the side of his cheek. You mean to fucking tell me that two of my previous customers simply up and traded? What I was told would be their prized possessions to you. Long story short, they they were they were on a hunt for me, kill or be killed. So you killed two of my customers. That would be correct. I'm not going to lie to you, sir. And you want um... you want the inane properties from every single one of these weapons compounded onto this. Onto the scythe, yeah. He looks to Meldir and Zarin before saying, She doesn't ask for much, does she? Fucking days. And you need this today. Correct. For we're. Long story short, we're going down to hell. You're going to put me through hell trying to attempt this, but fine. Sure. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Price? If possible. Let's just see whether or not I'm successful first. Tell you what. I'll take, I'll, I'll take the job. But you need to understand there is an inherent risk that your shit's gonna go boom. 
out of session. <laughs> yeah. At that process, or when it's, I'm using uh, it in combat? No, no. Because I don't want the, to blow up the coin. In the, in, <laughs> in the process. I really don't want to blow up the coin. That's my fear. I do not want <laughs> So, Constantine picks up the scythe, holds it in both hands, takes it and places it over on the, the long, elongated uh, set of th t uh, desks, or tables on the left-hand side of the room. And then scoops up the remaining weapons, and you see he's he, he's put it in you know those um those katana holders that you find on like fireplaces the, the two little stands and it, mm -hmm. yeah he places mm -hmm. the scythe on that and it begins to glow and you've seen this glow before from when Marcus Rendell wielded it that same sickly potent necrotic glow. Constantine looks at the other weapons and says, Well, here fucking goes nothing. Do not <laughs> I'm sorry. This do is not, great. Do not complain to me if I break your shit, okay? Understood. Arcana check. Okay, so I, I'm oh my god, this is a lot. So you're wanting to put the properties <laughs> of Solomon the, Ray's the, whip. The you're wanting, and the and the rock dagger. You're wanting to put, infused okay. onto the scythe. Okay, so you're wanting the damage rolls for each. Put onto yeah. So okay. it would be the yeah. So it would be the damage roll from the dagger and Jesus. the damage roll from the, okay. the whip. With the effect, is with hopefully the effects of the whip working still sort of drag people from a certain distance. <laughs> but that's what well, I'm thinking. I don't know whether. I, I, uh, Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. I'm not either about to make your day or I'm going to really fucking piss you off with this roll. Any hoodie. Oh, that was fucking went flying off my desk. It's a sign. It's a sign. Okay. Hold on. He's doing that look, which is. I have a feeling I'm going to be sweating, sweating listeners. That's something in my eye there. <laughs> okay. So you watch as Constantine picks up the, the rot dagger looks it over, twirls it between his fingers and says you know it's a fucking shame it's actually a nice little piece of kit oh well you asked for it and you watch as he begins to close in his hands essentially crumpling the, the dagger between them and you watch as the blade begins to crack along the face of it before just completely imploding into dust the same way with the hilt with the pommel and with the very small handguard that's on it as it breaks it turns into dust the dust doesn't sit in his in his hand it hovers like a, a swirling mass of energy he picks up the the blade of the scythe that would be on the the right hand side places his hand on the blade and just slowly and heavily drags his hand across the face of the blade and you watch as upon what was essentially just a plain curved bladed face there is a pattern of filigree and floral etching itself slowly but definitively and clearly along the metal 
He looks to you and he just says, well, turns out that one was easier than I thought. Like, you gotta understand. I've been doing this for centuries. I get the feeling you don't quite grasp the way that enchantment works. Especially enchantment compounding. So I'm going to give you a day one education on this bullshit. Every time you add a property to a material, the material becomes unstable. The more unstable, the more likely it is to break. Now, it just so happens that that little toothpick you handed me was relatively mundane and simple in its complexity, so the transfer wasn't exactly strenuous. This, on the other hand, I really, really would have loved to be a fly on the wall when I saw how you managed to convince Solomon Ray to give this to you. Anywho, here goes. You see he stretches the whip out top and then proceeds to wrap it around the full length of the, the handle of the scythe. There's a little bit of overhang. You see as he holds his hands above it and at a glimpse, in a fraction of a second, you see the palms of his metallic hands glow with a sigil on them. As. Okay. You watch as the, the leather of the whip begins to smoke and smolder before fusing itself into the leather binding of the long handle of the scythe. Once it completely fuses and melds into it, you watch as the blade, which the etching has now finished, is this lovely rose and vine filigree from end to tip. You see it begin to crackle, and there's a small rumble that emits from the scythe. So you can tell that from the crackle, the lightning damage is definitely transferred. He looks to you and says, <sighs> Okay. Please tell me you don't want me to do anything else. That's it for that. Great. Now let's talk price. Normally, one enchantment would run you 350 gold. I've seldom done two. So I your plot on the table. Because there's something else I want. You so watch. she puts two hundred plat on the table. You watch as Constantine <laughs> looks down at this sack of platinum. Alright. What armor would you recommend to go under a vest to... to yeah, sorry, sorry, my words here, let me rephrase that. Taking apart the enchantment work, what armor would you recommend to go under a vest to uh, 
use up all this plant. Uh, what's Alara's armor proficiencies? Uh, get the sheet. I remember rightly, I think it's light she mainly uses. Uh, da -da. Yeah, but, but, uh, or, yeah, light. Uh, light. Light, 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 medium, and then shields. Oh, so she can do medium as well, then? Yeah. Okay. He turns... She does this look, and it scares me. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I, I had to pull up the list that I've got here to, to see the categories of armor that he's able to do, just to make sure I had something that I could potentially do for you. Looking at looking at you, he he takes a second to examine what you're wearing. He says, "Well, <laughs> you're pretty sturdy enough as it is. I don't know how much." More I'm looking I to be a tank. I've got the agility, however, when it comes to getting attacked. Mm. If I if I if I dance in slightly differently, it, the blow's more effective. He walks over to you, and you see now he's he is a decent amount taller than you, and he is broad shoulders. He's looking he, at me, but I'm like, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of kinda has to fucking look at you. <laughs> Don't look him in the eye. Don't look him in the eye. <laughs> you you look you. You stand there and he he looks over your attire and says to you might be able to make a minor adjustment to that and he's pointing at like your your abdomen your your center mass he says well i got this uh I got these plates that can I think they might be light enough. I'm not I'm hundred percent sure. I don't know. But it's worth and a try. What they would also see is another's just gonna just sort of say to herself, but obviously sort of the the, the uh, armor can hear Alara's wings are gonna come out. You see Need to he, be able to <laughs> You see he, you see he takes a step back. Right, yeah. You need to be able to fly with these things, don't you? Yep. Righty, hold on, hold on. And you see he walks over to the right-hand side of the room, grabs these two rectangular sheets of metal. They're not incredibly thick. They're probably about a quarter inch thick. And you see he begins to... He begins to cut them into form and then you watch as there is this bright yellow glow that emits from the apparatus that he's using and he, as he brings them back they are beautifully mirror polished they are completely like reflective but there's also a the feeling you get from them if the the aura that they give off it's bright it's strong constantine brings them to you and says i can fuse these into your 
That's higher. You know what? Fuck it. Call that bag of coin the price. With the promise on a professional level that you don't go offing anymore on my fucking clientele. Sorry, I, I shouldn't... Well, is he, is he reducing the price, or is he telling me to take some of the coin? No, no, no. He's saying that he'll, take the, two, he'll take the 200 platinum plus a promise on a professional level <clears> not <throat> to kill any more of his customers. Mm. So, Alara would just say at that point, well, there's another one hunting me. Yeah, well, you kill him, I'm taking my shit back. Do the Hellbent or Nella Quarta have any weapons you've crafted for them? Nella Quarta is dead. He went boom. No, Nella Quarta. I'm sorry. Um, the Hellbent. Does it, no, let me, let's go. Was there not one more other person that sent me? There was a Hellbent. There was Hellbent, Matthias Solomon Ray. Uh, no, you had Matthias Cruces. You had Solomon Ray. I forgot Ray. about Marcus. Yes. I forgot about Marcus for a second yep. there. Right. So, does the Hellbent have anything you've crafted them? No, I don't trust witches. Then unless you've crafted anything for... Ilya Vaisorin? Never heard of her. I highly doubt that she's a member of this guild there, Miss Alara. Call Listen. it going over normalities. You want these plates or not? Elyra just sort of puts her hands up. Yep. All right. I'm assuming you're, uh, I'm assuming you're wearing something underneath that, right? A vest, yeah. Cool. Um. And then she'll just take off the thing that the armor's getting put on. <laughs> yeah. You watch as he lays the sheets of metal underneath, like on the inside. So where they're like underneath the, the clothing and clutches that makeshift like cut down sledgehammer that he was using before and over the course of about 30 seconds you hear multiple loud ear piercing clangs as he sets the plates onto the inside you pick the you pick up your your armor again alara and it does not feel any heavier you don't notice anything different about it so for the purpose of the benefit that you're getting from this Go ahead and improve your AC by two. So I believe that you'll be up to 21. You're also resistant to radiant and necrotic damage. Oh! Resistant, not immune. But that's oh, and just to confirm, when I when I sort out my sheet later on, am I allowed to just put my abilities from the rock dagger and the whip right onto the scythe? Would you say you said yeah, you but successful? yeah, but do so in a way that makes sense because that's a shitload of a fucking damage roll. I've got more armor and I've got more damage. I'm not gonna be weak. However, <laughs> however. <laughs> What I will say, what I will say <laughs> is that, and I'm, I'm catching this, I'm 
fucking catching this before it comes like to bite me in the ass. To use each of the properties, so you can use the scythe as it normally is. You've got the charges, which you already know about. The, you know, you've got the properties of the scythe. If you want to use the benefits of the whip, you have to stipulate that. If you want to mm -hmm. use the benefits of the uh, of the the dagger, you need to stipulate that. You cannot use all of the the. I never expected you'd let that happen. I never yeah, yeah. expected well, you would. Yeah, well, I'm going on record. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to walk up to Asmodeus and go tap and I dead. use poison damage and necrotic damage at four charges. I use the electric damage. So I strangle you with the with the that's electricity. That's what I'm trying to not let happen. So <laughs> fucking yeah. So Alero just sort of sort of just sort of out of politeness, you're just going to nod. And my now Tony, would you say Zeran is a tiefling? He's part tiefling, am I right? So Zeran is uh He'd be classified as something like a fallen angel, wouldn't he? No, so Zeran is uh leaning more towards the tiefling, which in theoretically he's still an ice tiefling. He's just that's fine. For then. That's fine. Um, uh, Zadrian is a variant ASMR, is what they call it. So he's like I just make sure I didn't do the wrong thing to the uh, armor. So uh, as an so Elera sort of sort of she's agreed to that. And she's like, and now my tiefling friend would also re request your services. He's with me. He looks you up and down, Zaron, before saying, "Huh." You're a fucking scrawny one, aren't you? Don't answer that. Just tell me what you need. Two things. Your soul. What? I need a bracers of defense and a belt of hill giant strength. Oh, okay, goddamn. Uh, let me see if I can find that. You pull this shit out of D&D Beyond? Yes. Yeah, thought that. What was it? Bracers of defense? Bracers of defense and belt of hill giant strength. No results found. What the fuck? Belt of hill giant strength. Uh, strength score changes to 21. The item has no effect on your strength without the belt. Wait, it, oh, if oh, if your strength is equal or greater than 21. Okay. And bracers of defense plus two to your AC. Okay. Uh, Constantine looks to you and says, So, uh, 
your lady friend over here was saying she wants to be a tank. However, it seems like uh, you're taking that upon yourself then, huh, son? I can get them. Sure. Should be uh, simple enough. You see, he walks over and he pulls a length of really heavy set chain. Like the sort of chain I'm trying to figure trying to describe it's like the chain that you would see on security fences he pulls a length of that about 12 feet of it and goes to town in terms of you know cutting lengths setting them and welding all these into a pair of bracers he hands you the bracers Zaren, and says try them on let me see how they look they fit uh, they fit relatively well they you definitely feel the weight of them at the moment but you watch as constantine goes over retrieves this thick leather belt that has got a it's like a an inlay of steel across the center of it and it's got writing in giant all the way around it he hands it to you and says here at least you'll be able to lift those bracers once you put this thing on the belt is a little big for you, but you see he takes it back. He chops a section out of uh, the left-hand side of it, fuses it back together. And once you put it back on, it fits perfectly. He looks to you and says, well, it's the first time I've ever had to make anything shorter in order for it to fit a customer. Those bracers look pretty good on you. Belt. I didn't know if the belt would look good, but yeah, fuck it. Looks all right. How's it feel though? Feels good. Feels natural. Well, don't go ripping any buildings out of the ground. <laughs> I don't want that kind of reputation put on my wares. What about you? What do you need? Am I there or am I with? I don't know. You, I don't know. You didn't say. <laughs> That's kind of the thing. Not, you didn't. I say. just assumed that Zarin or just Zarin and Lara. I didn't assume male deer is there as well. But like, no one's fucking saying who's who, who with who. So I don't fucking know. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm the DM, and even I don't know. I'm gonna make it so that I'm actually with Anon while they're going over to the Arcanist stream. Cool. Okay. In that case, that's that's, actually perfect. In that case, that's where we're gonna cut to then. Anon and Meldir. What's going on as you make your way to the Arcanist stream? Well, there the time that I've been walking, I've been chit-chatting back and forth with my granddaughter. Kala is very uncomfortable. She looks at you and says, Meldir. You gotta. You, you need to understand when I when I. When, you know I don't know for certain, right? All I know, my dear, is there was one instant fleeting moment. I don't know how it happened. God, forgive me. It was a hundred years ago. But 
you gotta also understand that I had no idea whatsoever what happened or what would have entailed after that moment because not long after that I literally went to sleep yeah I get that she looks to you on and says how are you holding up Oh, you know, um, fine, all things considered. Really? Because I know you've been, I know you've been searching for your brother for a long time now. And it, and it seems as though you're, you're, you're right on that cusp of, of seeing and you're right on that, that edge of getting what you want. Yeah, but it's also, like, the worst nightmare. I mean... Car... I've been hoping to see someone... Well... Why are you rolling? Never mind. You take ten <laughs> points of psychic damage, what? I've been hoping to see someone, well, mostly, most people from, I mean, you know, there, there's there's those family members you would rather not see again, but hoping to see that there was someone else. And there is, then that's fantastic. I am over the moon. However, for for us to have any sort of positive relationship it means one of us has to give up the life that we have built since and we have to come to the decision what's more important the family that's really bonded by blood or the family that we had built surely there's Surely there's no question that given the opportunity he would he would pick you over well well I don't know I don't know what his situation is he doesn't know what my situation is just be thankful your relatives are not deities let's not let's not dive into that let's not let's not complicate things anymore so you guys arrive at the Arcanist dream. You walk in. Amelia is there, sat, eating segments of an apple, just honestly waiting for someone to walk in the door. And as the three of you walk in, she drops the the apple, looks up, and goes, "Oh, hey, hey, guys. Um, you okay?" Oh, you know, um, war-torn and all that, but mostly fine. How are you doing? She plonks back down on the stone and goes, I'm getting real fucking sick of not having any customers. I am We... Nobody's... Nobody's 
coming by. Everybody's been told stay at home. You know, if if I if I didn't have this contract with the Crown's Guard, then we'd be shut. And sure, I mean I've got I've got a contract, an indefinite contract, so it's money coming in. But you know, up until now we had a I I had a I had a reputation, I had a name, I had a I had a brand, and I had you know I, I had people coming in almost every day. But the the announcement, this declaration of war, it's. I'm afraid that once this Crown's Guard contract expires or finishes, that I may have to pack up shop. And that sucks. Yeah. That anyway, does. You see, she shakes her head and snaps herself out of it and she goes, Anyway, you, um, you any closer to finding that thing you were looking for? What was I looking for? Oh, we found it all right. Only to have to lose it again. I... Oh my god, it's so much has happened, I can't even think. Hey, that's fine. We all got... we all got shit going on. So, um... You guys need something? Yep. Cool. What do you need? Well, first off, oh, I need a bag of holding. Okay. Um. Didn't Zar didn't Zarus have one? Um. Side note. Yes. However, um, we're about to go through hell. Her eyes widen, and she yeah. looks at you in stunned disbelief and says, Hell. Yeah. And you need a bag of holding. Yeah, well, apparently it's like um, everything's dying, and the only things we can have is what's carried on me. Therefore, I want a bag of holding so I can carry all of my stuff plus extra to get through. Also, if there's anything that you think might be helpful going through hell, I want to see it. Sure? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, side note, um, Zaris has um, not... What's the opposite of unfortunately? Happily... Um, has divided so it's not Zaris anymore it's actually a pair of twins well one one twin well there's two of them is it a pair of twins you you call it a pair of twins a pair of twins yeah you just call them twins not a pair of twins you just call them twins yeah they, he's now twins so you need a bag of holding I need a bag of holding to go through hell to go through hell to get reinforcements for this war you're sure yeah sure 
You're going yeah. to, you're, you're going to hell to convince demons and fiends and devils of untold evil and malice. Oh, and... it's 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 more like um family reunion, but anyway, oh come on. Come on. I cannot surprise you anymore. I Sure. Let's um yeah. Let's uh let's color me surprised. How are you surprised? You're going to hell to try and convince demons in a family reunion to help fight a war on a different plane of existence against the very creatures and I hate the fact that I'm referring to us as creatures that they would that they've been fabled for killing in millions and conquests of slaughter and yeah she looks to Kala and says you gotta understand how insane that sounds right Kala says yeah no I understand full well how insane that sounds but trust me trust her when she says that there's very few things that could probably make you question your own sanity at this point. Of course she trusts me. I'm not lying. I'm not stupid. Think about our first meeting. What did I hand you? A fire-breathing duck. Now, you, you, you know, you handed me a duck and I turned it into a fire-breathing duck. Exactly. DD is still fine, by the way. I'm very glad to hear it. Um, shit, you need a bag of holding. Hold on. And you see she, she, she tears through the back. And you hear drawers being pulled out. You hear things being tossed. You hear things landing on the floor, bouncing off walls. And then from the back, you hear, fuck! As you, she comes storming back out and going, um... So I don't have a bag holding. However, I I I have I have something that may or um may not surprise you. I'm really hoping that, that I still have this. Um So Adon, if you could go ahead and in fact if all of you could go ahead into the resources thread in the duckies bit for Discord. There is a video, a TikTok video in there. You do not need to watch it right now. We will go through the premise of the video. And if Anon thinks that that is something she wants to financially invest in, we'll go through that and then we'll discuss the details because it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot in that video. So uh, she she delves into a glass case and pulls out a rack a single file rack of five rings all of them have got different gemstones placed in them and she says um well i don't have a bag of holding however i have these and these are <laughs> these are pocket dimensions and they are designed to essentially be, um, well, 
They're an experimental form of a bag of holding on steroids. Fuck yes. Oh, How much for all of them? No, no, this is my turn. You just wanted one. I want to buy all of them. I did not say I only wanted one. Well, Amelia looks to you, Mel, dear, and she says, well, it's, um, that's the thing. The, uh, the simplest one, or the, the, the most basic, the air quotes, basic, uh, model is, um, 750 platinum? What? I told you these I... were experimental. <laughs> Done. Hold on, can I... Where did you get that kind of money? Sorry, can I say one thing? And it's, it's not to me, but it's just a thought I've had after this whole time. Would you like me to say something, DM? It depends on what that something is, Aletta. Anon, you own the store. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, 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 I get a discount! Owner's discount, come on! Owner's discount's only 10%. Do not make me come up there. Do it, 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 do it. Uh, do it. I no. want to see him get hit. Do it. <laughs> Excuse me? You want to witness an assault? That, that's just not fair. You said 750 plat, right? 750 plat, yeah. For the most basic one. Yeah. Mel, oh, come Mel, on! Mel, Mel, dear, what are you thinking? Am I buying them all for 750 plat? No. I will pay 750 plat. Okay. Fuck! Anon. At your session, whilst we're in the car, tomorrow, we will yeah, talk- Yeah, you got some explaining to do! The fuck I do? We will talk about the details of the item. We will scale it appropriately. So we'll that's what we will do. And then when we reconvene next week, you can divulge your companions with the intricacies of the product that you have just just uh had purchased for you by Meldir. Oh no, I think Meldir bought one for himself. No, I'm paying for it but you're wearing it why are you nice to me because <laughs> you're all gonna die because i'm day. secretly a demon on the side why not you're all gonna die eventually so why not be nice to those around you so amelia that just means i need to pull more platinum out of my secret vault what <laughs> yeah fogfang raided that vault he's buying himself a one-way trip to Alexandria. I'll buy him a one-way trip somewhere for free if he does that. <laughs> uh, Amelia hands you the ring and says, uh, "It kind of, it kind of functions similarly to a, um, they call it a hole. It's a really crappy name for it, but essentially, um, you you activate the ring, and a door will appear in, up here in front of you." It need that you need to be in a space that is big enough to occupy the the dimensions of a standard door. So bear that in mind. And upon walking through that door, you are 
essentially walking into a pocket dimension that is your own personal little vault. Um, like I said, this one is, well, it's the, it's the entry model, but it's still, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, still pretty impressive. Um, she holds up the one that is at the opposite end of the rack and she holds up, it's got a, it's got what is essentially a massive diamond nestled in the, the center of the band. And she says, this one, um, well, let's just say that, uh, Nobody's ever seen the inside of a vault as big as this city before. So... I own one. What? You know... There's a thing... There's, there's, there's a... There's a... Time... To, you know, remind everybody that you're nobility and all, but... Just saying. Eat the rich. If I can anyway. steal their money, then I can get that. Yes. But Amelia puts that one back in, shuts the case, and quickly puts it back and says, Yeah, um, the day that you are able to single-handedly pay for that one, uh, you're probably going to be... Well, <laughs> if you're not stealing the king's money, I'll be asking you where you got it. So, um, anything else I can help you equip for this trip to hell? Hmm. I'm assuming you have a means to get there, right? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, that's part well, that's of the challenge, part of the challenge. Um, do you have... Any idea what part of hell? Nope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's a suicide mission. Swiftly coming to that conclusion. Um, but um, frankly, when have they not been suicide missions recently? Okay, so you're going to hell. You don't know what part of hell. You don't have any idea how long you're going to be there. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, if you want to do Mel, Meldir, because I've got a formulation of an idea and I need time. Okay. Meldir, you're up, buddy. Hang on, I'm going through a list of what I might want. Well, Kala doesn't want anything. Uh, but uh, uh, you know what? Actually, she will buy a few things. Um... Kala's gonna purchase five medium healing potions as well as a ring of protection. Cool. I'll take that money out of Kala's uh Kala's stats. You know what? <clears throat> whilst uh, Anon and Meldir are formulating their next moves in the Arcanist's dream, uh, Ilera, mm -hmm. you get a message from the Grand Seer. Oh, God. Ah, <clears throat> Miss Ilera. Glad I could 
Reachy. I've been trying to get in contact with Mr. Longstrider, but I'm having difficulty reaching him. Um, I assume he, I, I assume that he's with you. I, I assume all as well. He's not. Oh. If I what I tell you, you keep. Oh, is this in Illyra's head? Just yeah, to... yeah. Oh, fine. You know about Zarus's brother, right? Yes, I also know of his. They're they're both free now. Oh. So how, in, how intriguing! They found a way to free themselves. I will let them announce themselves to you. My 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 intrigue can wait for another day. However, um, His Majesty the King and I have been discussing your task, your voluntary task of gaining the aid of Mister Longstrider's father in the coming conflict. We believe we have. Worked out a way in order to transport you and your companions to hell. Safer than a plane shift? More guaranteed. I don't know whether it would be safe. I wouldn't I wouldn't classify traveling to hell as safe in the first place. Um I will pass that on to the twins. Well once, you, once your preparations have been concluded, meet us at the Calavan Estate. Calaran Estate. Yes. Um, you mean to use that portal that? Uh, that's precisely what I'm referring you, to. Yes. Have you at least done the safety precautions on it first? I will personally oversee the transition myself. I will be the one that is sending you to hell. I've just realized how abysmal that sounds. I apologize. I don't mean that in the commonly uh, colloquially, colloquially referred sense. No, I will not. <laughs> no, um, I will be. I'll be the one uh, providing the arcane power to the portal. Um, you simply need a device that is attuned to the planes of hell to set the destination sure the twins would have some item on them of that but i'll pass it on to the twins in the party excellent but i've got at least two more things i need to do beforehand so i'll pass it on i guess i'll be there soon as but i'll i'll can i can i reach you back on this thing i'll check back in with you in six hours if you're not in Kaladin by then, you'll hear from me. Okay. So Alara will just sort of drop the connection and she'll look to she'll look to Zarin. It appears that the Grand Seer has just said that he can send us through the portal at the Kaladin estate to hell can help us but you need um, an item from where you want to go like an anchor done but he said if he doesn't hear from us in six hours then he'll reach out but I've got at least a couple more things I need to do first 
I'm sure you need to sort out a couple of items with your brother. So, and also just as a character thing, what role did I need to do last time to cancel the deal I made with Yuri? Uh, was there in there? Like I made a deal. I can't remember what role I, I, I needed to make last time that I kept like because I've done it about two times. I failed the role. I'm gonna. I'm going to assume that that would be Tony that knows what role that was. It was religion, but the contract is broken. Okay, so no, I'll just look at her hand. I'm guessing because you guys are free, this is done. You got no more ties to me. You were correct. Well, Zaren, I'm going home. Things to do. I guess you'll be doing the same with your brother, so there's... Although... Although... No contract being stated, are you still... Are you working for or working with me? As an ally. You've already given your blood, I know that, but in my trial, you had stated that if I was to pass, you would work as an ally with me, but is it not more than allies? Family, even? For the time being, we are currently allies only because of my nature. It may lead to something more if I continue to change. I'm too evil natured to realize the concepts of family apart from my brother. My brother is the only person apart other than, of course, my mother and father that I truly trust. I don't really give trust to people quite easily. Then if you need this, and Alara's going to go and air back and just give Zeran the cleaver. You need this. Use it on me. And she'll literally just sort of put it in his hands. Take it. And then, before even Zeran could even try and give it back, or share it or it's just like power walking home. Okay. Then, we're gonna pop back. Oh, sorry. On you go. I was gonna say, Zeran just has a look of confusion, and then he just puts it in his bag, and then he just follows. Cool. So, so personality-wise, just for those that are wondering, Zeran is chaotic evil. And Zadrian is chaotic good. So it's more the lines of that. It's not that he won't see you eventually as family. It's more the lines of that. He doesn't know any better because the last time that he he and his brother have been split. It was like an accident that just happened to happen in hell once. 
and it was thousands of years ago and then they were put right back together again so they they don't have the personality that Zerus had Zerus was his own entity so to speak so that it's gonna take a while to get used to both of them Okay, so let's pop back over to the Ar Arcanist stream. Anon, you had a plan? I do. What's the plan? All right. I want a teleportation spell. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, I don't really mind what it's in as long as i can wear it okay and it has to hold more than one person wait hold on you're wanting a teleportation spell that can take more than one person with it yeah so like you... a cheap man's plane shift like if i was like holding hands with someone and then i teleported they would come with me okay uh, give me a second. Because teleport is a spell. Yeah, but it's what not one that Anna knows. No, but no, but there are but also. Okay. Um. Trying to figure, I'm trying to see whether this one brings other any creature that enters the portal instantly appears. Okay. Uh whereas teleport Okay. Okay, so you can you can gain access to the teleport spell. Uh, are you looking for this to be a one-time use or something that can be used? Uh, a one-time use. Okay. okay. This is my emergency get out of jail for free. Okay. Uh, okay, then we'll say that uh, Amelia gives that to you in the form of a half sized chunk of topaz uh, no no i said i had to wear it i have to wear it okay well she can set it in a pendant for you that's fine okay um so she sets the it's a large pendant so i'll let you have your own little creative flourish as to what the design on the pendant is um give you sort of like artistic leeway with that uh but that'll run you Call it 150 gold. Okay. But she does explain to you it is one time use and, uh, you know, it destroys the pendant upon use. That's fine. I just, I need to get out. Okay. 
So, Maldary, you said you had some thoughts of your own? There is one very particular item that I am looking for, and I'm hoping, <laughs> God's luck, you have it. And what's that? I am looking for a tablet of reawakening. Hold on. Uh, powerful and with a unique resurrection ability, it can resurrect someone even if they were slain by the Red Wizard's cursed blades, but it can only be used once. Why did that have to pop up right as I was reading it? It's essentially true resurrection in the form of a tablet. Yes, and it's a one-time use. Okay. Uh... Okay. She can give you that for... 750 gold. Works for me. Okay. Go ahead and mark that down. I'm very interested to see... Uh, what or who you use that on. Let's hope that the day comes where you never actually have to use it, but sure. This is my emergency insurance. Okay. So, shopping concluded, or is there anything else that you guys want to get? I'm good. There's one more thing. I gotta relook it back up again. Why is there going to be so much shit? I'm also looking for a dagger. Oh. A red wizard blade dagger. Red wizard blade. I figure Mildred's gone this long without some kind of melee weapon. I think he needs one. Uh, trying to figure out what it does. Forged by red wizards using a secret process known only to them, this grim steel dagger draws its power from the negative plane. When you hit a creature with a melee attack using this magic dagger, the target takes an extra 3d12 necrotic damage. A creature reduced to zero hit points by this weapon dies and can't be raised from the dead except by a deity or by a creature using a tablet of reawakening to cast For the true resurrection sake. spell. Okay. Uh, okay. Proficiency with the dagger allows you to add your proficiency bonus before the attack. Uh, bonus to the attack roll uh, for any attack that you make with it. Um... Sure. Uh, due to the incredibly grim and foreignly evil nature of it, 
Because the Red Wizards of Thay aren't a thing in Vardor. Uh, this will cost you 300 plot. Alright, math is hurting me. Uh, how much is that in gold at least? Uh, how much is 100 plat in gold currency uh, standard? 100 plat in gold is 10k. So it'd be 30k in total. I'm gonna do something completely funny and I'm hoping you'll let me. Oh god. I'm nervous now. I want Mildeer to hold up a finger and just basically be like, I'll be right back. Are you plane shifting him, black, back to Black I'm plane shifting home to go into my vault. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to pull a thousand plat out of my vault. Oh my god. Okay. Sure. So you've got the money. You hand it over. Amelia How is much did you say? Uh, 750. 750 plat? No. 300. I said it was 30k. Oh, 300 plat? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, Amelia looks at the pair of you after you hand over all this money and she's she just looks at you and says, uh, well, I think it's safe to say we're still going to be open for business for the foreseeable future. Um, she points to you, Meldir, and says, That dagger is... It's the only one I know of. So, you break it? Um, well, I'm not entirely sure what I'll be able to do to damage you, but I'll uh, I'll, I'll, th I'll think of something. That's, that's rarer than... <laughs> pretty much everything else I've got in the store combined. It's also incredibly dangerous, so, you know, pros and cons. I think I'll be fine. Okay. So, was your shopping concluded? What's the plan? Uh, my, well, Alara's plan was to get a one-on-one -on -one chat with Canaveras. Uh, if he was awake before they venture off in their escapade, because there's a couple of things she needs to say to him. <laughs> Well, you and Zarin are going back home. Yeah, but it would be more a case of, like, the way I'm sort of picturing it is everyone sort of gets back and then Canavers would probably rock out of bed, walk downstairs, and then the Lair would ask the party to kind of give her a moment. Or you could go up to him. Oh, I could do that. <laughs> you've got a functioning set of legs, Aleta. Do I? Fuck! <laughs> and you've, also, you've also got wings, but, you know, we don't want to talk about them. No, because yeah, you fucking, that, that you fucking nerf me. You use them twice a day. Yeah, I can still fly whenever. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, he can still technically fly without them, so. Yeah, I, I can fly without my wings. Uh, yeah, <laughs> don't remind me. And just be an odd sight seeing just a random person floating through the sky. Like a snowman. Uh, so... <laughs> some of you might get that reference, some uh -huh. of you might not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Alara gets in, uh, Zvar round, I'm guessing? Vlar is doing chores. She is tidying up. She is in the middle of prepping what looks to be this large, uh, 
chunk, like a roasting joint of uh, red meat and vegetables and herbs and stuff like that. So she is, she's meal prepping. Is our guest awake? Uh, I haven't heard from him. He's he's still upstairs. I I, I put him in Nanon's room. Um, and but, then Elera will just cut her off, and Elera's going to go to her room. No, not her room. Sorry, I was going to check in her pocket with a box of dragon scales. Mm-hmm. She's going to check there on her, and then she's going to knock three times on Canaveras's door. There's a there's a grunt and a yeah. <laughs> disturbs my slumber basically Canaveras <laughs> is telling you to, to come in so Alera opens the door shuts the door right behind her uh, in front of Canaveras will split so leaving her shadow to uh, stand in front of sorry to stand outside the door but in front of <sighs> she's basically shadow is basically standing outside the door to Canaveras' okay. room. Okay. It's a standing guard, and Canaveras would see Alara split like that. And Alara is just, for the first for the first couple of minutes, Alara is just staring at Canaveras. Just staring. I can't begin to imagine the amount of pain <laughs> that you've gone through, Alara. You died. You died and right you, in front of me as yourself. And you nearly followed me as well. I was not blind to the fact that you were there. What were you thinking? As touching as the attempt to sway the balance of the situation is, you're no fool, Alara. We both know that. Do you have any memories after your death till now? You have any idea of the shit that has been going on? I have no idea for a sense of time. I don't know how long it's been. I don't know. Were you near the ferryman? No. Contrary to mythos and popular belief, when you die, there's... There's not a whole lot of anything. But I... I, I fear my situation... And my own personal experience cannot be gospelized for those of the in general populace. What Elera does, and she's she's been hiding that a lot from the party as well. Elera's I'm not just doing this for the sake of it after we made a joke of it, but Elera's wings go widespread and Elera like falls to the ground. In a sense of like she falls on her knees and she's holding onto her sort of left side. <clears throat> Canaveras looks towards you. You've still got the the scales in your hand, right? There are the scales in my pocket. Yeah. All right, the pocket. Okay, I thought you said you had them in your hand. Okay. 
No, I, put, I had my hand to check they were there and then took my hand at the okay. pocket. So, Alera's basically been hiding a bit of the pain since, because she's been in a lot of pain since she rejoined. So, there's still pains that she's been trying to sort of somewhat hide. Do you know any idea of what I did to myself after your death? <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm an intelligent man, but my intelligence only goes so far, so no, I have no idea, and I don't wish to have you recall what I'm sure is an incredible Your pain. death caused me to split myself. Everything good, and everything bad. Good, and evil side of me. And that was triggered. When Balin was linked to be with the Deceiver. Then we find out that my original hunch about Ilya was correct. That she's the Commandant. He was posing as Arya. Oh, oh, or is Arya. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. The Commandant is Ilya Vysorin. Originally... And Alara is sort of slowly standing up as she's sort of grunting here. Originally, we thought it was Ivar's Arya, but it turns out Ilya was both. Your death caused me to split, caused me to rage in ways I've not raged in a very long time, in ways I really shouldn't have. I was on the hunt to kill your brother. Pure hunt. Wait, mate. We've had countless chats with the Commandant. Long story short, your brother and the Commandant escaped through a portal. Zaris went through the portal. I, I plane shift the mail deer. Had a chat with your brother. I pissed him off with that also famous phrase of your kind. And then... And then Ilya revealed herself. And <laughs> I'm going to hell and I'm going to have a chat with your sister, Fury. <laughs> I don't know if your brother and sisters think you're dead still or not, but. <laughs> so much has fucking happened that. <laughs> A lot has happened the past three days, my friend. And now, before you even have a chance to say... Sorry, go on there. Man. You mean to tell me that it's only been three days? Out of session DM, I was thinking it was about three days, wasn't it? Uh, it took uh, side, or has it been longer? It's been I would close. Just, I would it's been... It's been closer to it's it's been a it's been more than a week since the summit. No, it's been okay, near, so, it's been nearly a week since the summit, so it would be about a week since Canalvarus' death. Okay, so Elera would have said the time it's been since his death. So I figured a couple of days, yeah. so I would grant myself the week and <clears throat> before you have a chance to even react. To the shit I've done or the shit that's going on. I'm not asking. 
I am demanding. Salathir's gonna die. And the Draconica are either going to change or they die. You said it yourself to your brother Vanadin that they have to change. You've been given a second chance thanks to Zaris. You're gonna help us. They either help or they fall. Because I am sick and fed up of losing the ones I care about. I am sick and fed up of fucking myself for the sake of others. I am sick and fed up of being a pawn. I never intended for you to be a pawn, Galera. Not by your hands. Nonetheless. My actions, my involvement, my meddling still occurred. And I've paid the price for that. Your family, brothers, sisters, whatever. I would say they know my goal. Not so much just to change a Draconica, but they know my hunt for your brother. Have you had Fury any has a Have you had any opposition? Any resistance? The only ones who have ever spoken to me were low. Vanadin when you introduced me. And after your death, before I began in the middle of my split I reached out to them all Fury was the only one that responded of course Said, he was when I'm, when I'm in hell I am to meet her be careful Valera Fury despises <laughs> mortals she despises <clears throat> beings not of a draconic lineage she if I'm she despises anyone with even an ounce of weakness. But with Kostashi being the twins' father, Kostashi not of a higher rank? The Lord of the Barren Wastes of Hell <laughs> has a no conflict agreement with my sister. Some of their forces co-inhabit the same planes and coexist on a neutral basis. That does not mean that given the opportunity at the first sign of a crack in any defense that she would not pounce, that she would not strike. So why, after my rage reached out to your kind, why was Fury, if she hates mortals so much, why did she answer the call? 
kill me? No. Then why? Because if you made it clear to Fury your intention to slay Salathir, <laughs> she'll want to test whether or not you have it in you. She'll want to see if you're really up to the task. My sister is treacherous. My sister is conniving. She's vicious. She's evil. She's wretched. She uses her power like a like a common tool, flaunting it, abusing it from time to time. So what's her stick? If she's testing me, is it a case of she, I visit her and then one on one? No, she, she would never. She would never put herself in the position where she could be bested. Most likely, she will. Most likely, she will sacrifice one of her own. To test whether or not a mortal can withstand the full brunt, the full wrath of a draconic being as strong as what lingers in hell. And Lyra's gonna go into her pocket with the wee box, open it. As you open it, this is the first time you've looked at these since Canalvarus was rebirthed, was revived. As yeah, you... I've only used them once to see Salathir's mm-hmm. skill much to track, yeah. Canalvarus's one is cracked. And it wasn't before? No. There is a about two millimeter wide crack from the, the base about three quarters of the way up towards the point. He hears Canalvarus give a heavy sigh. <sighs> I really wish it wasn't true. I truly, truly didn't want to believe it. Elera's looking deadpan at Canalvarus now with a raised eyebrow. That would explain why I haven't been able to feel myself since upon reawakening. Let me make it perfectly clear, Lara, none of us have ever died. Let alone been brought back. So the loss of my the loss of my innate abilities, my prolonged life, my ability to take on my draconic form and use the powers and the abilities therein died with me. 
I am now simply what you see of me. I am... I am simply... Me. Zaris used the wish spell on you. That should have been you entirely. <laughs> I really wish that it was. <laughs> it seems as though even with the most powerful of magics magic still always comes with a price. It just goes to show that that price is the fact that I now have to wander this world knowing I will never see its end. But I will meet my own one day. Well, <clears throat> I guess it's time that I I guess this is going to give me a new perspective. I forgive me. This is not your problem, Ilara. It never was, and it doesn't need to be. Then you have two options. I will Maybe still three. I will still do everything that I can in order to help you and your friends. Now that you're mortal, as cold as this is going to sound, run away or You tell me everything I need to know to fight them. I would discourage you from condemning it's my- It's not negotiable. I would con- I would discourage you from condemning the rest of them to death. As complicated- I want one dead. As complicated want... as the rest of them are. I don't have the strength to explain to you the consequences that laying them all to waste would have upon the world. That's not what I'm saying. Your words were they them. either you either your words, Ilara, were they either help or die. I said help or fall. Whether we live or fall is not entirely up to you. If Help my me. if my part, Salathir, Elara, I have tried yeah. to I have tried to show you that you have the strength within you to do that all this time. I know I have the strength. Then use it. I want us to know the weak points. Everyone has a weak point. That's what I've been asking you this whole fucking time. Help to fight them, not for strength, not for help, but to find their weak points. If I am to duel with your brother, 
I need an edge. Because to be honest, Salathir only did a couple attacks on you and you died and he finished you off in his humanoid form. Surely he's got a weak point. His arrogance. That's all. His arrogance clouds his judgment. If you can cloud his judgment, you can gain an advantage. But I don't know whether or not that will be enough to sway the tide of any battle that you find yourself in with him. certainly wasn't enough for me Alera at this point feels like she's got nothing much left to say without her raging so out of respect Alera's wings are gonna go back in the shadow rejoins in with her and then Alera pretends that she's finding not in pain and she'll go at the door handle. You know? Not once did I regret it. Changing. Not once did I regret it. And Lara opens the door handle. And then I think she's just going to make her way to the door. Fair enough. <laughs> so, with Zarin and Alara being the first ones home, I'm going to say that Anon, Meldir, and Kala follow suit. Um, on the way, I would have liked to have gone shopping for supplies so that we have like fresh food and stuff. Okay. Um, tell you what, write up a list of what you would have bought and we'll tally up a, a cost and we can take that off of your your uh your stats uh before the next session okay that brings up another point i think we lost our chef Zadrian <laughs> will do it no bother i say Adrian will cook for you i'm pretty sure he's still got the yeah, chef he's here. a nice one yeah, yeah, yeah. right Zadrian? You'll still cook for them, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not backing out of being the being the, the party chef now. <laughs> That's... I was waiting for the long dramatic pause. <laughs> you've got a sous chef with you as well, Zadrian. Yeah, you've got a chef de party. Z Zadrian has the chef feet. Zarin doesn't. I mean, you, you, I mean, a, a barbarian chef de party sounds really fucking cool. Anything. So I minced up the steak with my axe. <laughs> yeah, I took that. I took that cleaver that Lara just gave me, and I fucking chopped everything up into bite-sized pieces. That's a monumental cleaver. Thank you very much. That's an ornament. <laughs> <laughs> Any, no, it's not. Now it's a kitchen utensil. Any hoodie. To close out the session, what are you guys doing, Lara? You 
have an avenue on something to do but if there's any last minute preparations that need to be done before we get to that then let's get through them Elera's just checking her, her her new weapon checking it's all you know decent there she's got a name for the for the scythe now because with the binding of with the whip and the, the handle on that now she's got a name for the thing okay not saying the name yet i can wait till the next episode okay she's just checking her general gear uh checking that she's still got her three poison bottles that she got from the coin in her old days she's checking all her supplies really checking she's got enough to repel potions she can do her plane shift checking she's got a ring uh I'd say the only last thing she'd really do would be just summon Hugh and Munin and Henri and just sort of have a sort of mini pep talk with them and then if the rest of the party are good then we can continue with that one. I imagine that conversation going No We'll be tap tap from Hugh and Munin, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> never gonna live that down. No, are we? It's just just a general Well, you know, fuck it, I'll say this now. There's there's a reason why Elera is quite good with animals. You've had that, so she's just bonding with her. They're animals. Cool. Yeah. I'm talking about that. that's, that's, that's oh, not really else. It's just it's really just waiting for the the go ahead, really. Okay. Well, the go ahead <laughs> is coming to a general consensus that you're all ready. Yeah. There's something I would like to do real quick first. Mm hmm. I was going through my inventory and I noticed something that I had collected that I completely forgot about. Oh. The religious chain of a deity from another plane. Mm-hmm. I would like to try to contact that deity. Okay. I don't know if you had any prep work for that or not, but I can't remember nope. which deity it was. <laughs> I had no prep work for that for this session. <laughs> uh, where's my religion roll? Well, that's a fuck you know. <laughs> Fine, I didn't want to talk to you anyway. Would you like to? Uh, would you like to? Would you like to grace the listeners with uh, the details about what you just rolled? That was a that one for a total of fourteen. <laughs> oh, it's so good to see you. Still a fourteen, one. though. Yeah, it's not one though. <laughs> However. However, however, I get advantage. <laughs> Please don't uh, tell me you've got advantage on religion rolls. I'm going to activate my ancient scholar feet. Son of a fuck you. But I need to... Son of a fuck you, really? That's your that's your response to that? I was going to say, that's not very unlike him. I say that one. What's wrong with fuck you? Fuck you's done everything they can. <laughs> But I need to make a wisdom saving throw anyway to make sure I don't take damage from it. Power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. The really Christ compelling me does it, Jay. Oh, I pass. <gasps> uh, yeah, it'll give me advantage on it. 
son so of I'm a gonna, bitch. I'm gonna go roll one more time because I'm gonna stick with the one. You you've got the deity listed, right? We we established it, didn't we? You never gave me a deity name. You Fuck just said it was a deity off. from another plane. Son of a monkey's asshole. There we go. Seventeen for thirty. Uh, shit, I can't find the file. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make him look now. No, I genuinely can't find the fucking file. Oopsie. It's not where it should be. We got that one, we got that one, we got that one. Got that one. That's from chapter three, though. That's from chapter four. That's from chapter four. That's for chapter three. Uh, yeah, I can't fucking find it. Say something hilarious that you could do. What? You can make Mildir's deity the great old one, and then it turns out the great old one's the hermit that I'm supposed to ask a question oh to. Oh my god! <laughs> wait, wait. Is it just? Are we just trying to find out Mildir's deity? Because I remember the deity that said was his. I'll even give you one better. I'll give you one better. I remember. I remember. Mildir, I remember what deity? Yeah, deity is the female version of the fiend. My deity is the Lady Fiend, yes. Yeah. Damn it. I ruined my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. You are not making my deity fall in love with Zer, so I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I was gonna make it even worse. I was gonna say make the great old one Billy Nilly. No. Actually nah. I was gonna be thinking back. Yeah, try to snack my back! You can fuck right off with that, you pair of bastards. <laughs> That would have been fucking any, hilarious. Any hoodie. Right. So this, uh, you, this this is you reaching out to the fiend, right? This is just reaching out to whoever the deity is for this chain from another plane. I'm pretty sure I made it your deity. I'm pretty sure. You did. How would you know? It wasn't mine, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Mayan probably wanted it to be mine. <laughs> Even though, if it is my deity, I would recognize the chain. Fuck, I, I, I'm, I'm fucked at the moment because I can't find the goddamn the, the fucking uh, document for it. Pick a deity, any deity. Oh, Jesus, uh, how about our Lord and Savior, Brennan Lee Mulligan? Matt Mercer, is that you? What? No, Brandon Lee Mulligan. No, I'm kidding. Um, fuck, I, I genuinely, I, I'm clutching at straws here without that fucking word document because I had details for it as well. I, I can't find it. Ladies and gentlemen, I just fucked up the DM. <laughs> Yeah. Why did it? Where is it? All right, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a dead wall here. I'm at a dead end with this, but I'm afraid. <laughs> the deity you're trying to reach is not accepting calls at this time. Yeah, yeah. You got a, you got a fucking dial tone. That's all you got right now. Even with a, what's your roll? Fucking thirty. Seventeen for a total of thirty. Yeah, even with a thirty at the moment, you're, you're just getting a dial tone. <laughs> 
Fuck. They got the fax machine going. <laughs> so, uh, you're, I'll tell you what, one, like when I get back from my trip this weekend, uh, I will, I will fight tooth, nail and fecking claw to find that document. And we will carry on the, uh, the result of that 30 in the next session. Like we'll do a little, we'll do willy wobbly timey wimey stuff. We'll 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 do a jump back to this bit, and then we'll we'll jump back to quote unquote current time. Because yeah. Anyone else in favor of mayhem creating a do not lose file folder on his desktop? Funnily enough, I've got some, I... I've got something similar to that. I just I don't know what I don't know where it's saved. Any hoodie. Is it reasonable to say that you guys are heading to Kaladin? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm all geared up. I'm happy. As you approach, he's going to be walking the entire way with a dial tone in his head. <laughs> As you approach the Kaladin estate, there are no crowns guard, only military. Most of which are mages, holding up abjuration barriers, left, right, and center layer upon layer of arcane shielding just dropping and then instantly going back up as you go through them. As you walk back through the entryway of the manor and go back down into the cellar, you see Marius Starborn and a handful of mages on either side of the portal. As he turns to look at you and goes, Ah, I was wondering how long it would be. So, and he looks at Zadrian and Zaren. Doesn't say anything right away, but watches, like tracks the two of them with his eyes as they make their way over. As you all come to a stop, he looks to you all and says, Well, all things considered, it's very good to see that you're all in one piece. Now, out of character for myself, I'm going to say something, and uh, I'm hoping it doesn't fall on the wrong side of your minds. I expect you all to return in the same condition that you are about to embark on. That means to say, I expect all of you to return. I expect all of you to have all of your limbs, all of your appendages, your sanities. And for those of you who uh, follow a faith, let's hope that the whatever deity it is that you worship is enough to protect you on this hellish embarkment. That you're about to we'll undergo. We can, but um, we can't make any promises. <sighs> it's probably the first time that you've sent someone to hell. Regrettably, no, it's not. Hence my request that you all come back. Because the last one didn't. Now. He looks to Zadrian and Zadin. I believe one of you possesses something that is to direct you in this teleportation. 
Zarin will just reach into his bag and uh, pull out an item. Are you pulling out the? Just... Are you pulling out the tuning fork? Yeah. Cool. The ground seer looks to you, looks to Zarin and holds up a hand and says, "No, no, sir. You hold on to that. The way that this will work is myself." And the mages that you see before you are going to empower the structure of the portal. Now, unlike when you previously experienced this portal inactivation, it will not have an intended destination until your counterpart here strikes the stone surface with that tuning fork. So... And you watch as the mages on either side begin to lay their hands on the, the stonework of the arch. And it begins to hum to life. You see the, the runes along the, the circumference of it begin to glow. And then the walkway, as I'm calling it, you see right in the, big, in, right in the middle, no bigger than the size of a gold coin. At first, you see that spiral of energy begin to form and then expand until it reaches the borders of the structure. But unlike when you last saw it, that that lightning blue coloration that it had, it has a very pearlescent white with a little bit of opaqueness to it. Opacity? Yeah, is it yeah, opacity, almost like it's somewhat see-through. The Grand Seer looks to you, Zara, and says, When you're ready. Before we go, Marius, can I just mention one thing? Of course. If you would be so kind as to ensure that my mages are guided well in ensuring the restoration of the lodestones. Of course. I'll see you to it right away, Lord Meldir. I also have a request, Arius. And what can I do for you, Mr. Daragon? When you get a chance, pop over to our estate. And do what, exactly? If you get a minute, you and no one else just pop to the estate. Only you. I'm afraid you haven't answered my question. Can't. Just tell Zala you're there to see someone. Marius looks to you, Alara, and says, Very well. Bye. Sir, if you, if you would be so kind to strike the stone sur stone surface with the key, the portal will take you to, um, well, whichever layer of hell that that thing is attuned to. Uh, he'll strike it. You watch as that pearlescent white turns to an ashy gray, and the the ferocity of the spiral begins to increase until it looks like an 
absolute torrential whirlpool. And then starting at the size of a pinprick, stretching out to about half of the circuit, half of the the space of the portal, you watch it open up. And on the other side of the portal, you see this plateau, this gray, dusty, cracked, plateaued ground. Kala smacks you on the back of the shoulders, Alara, and says, Well, we're about to go through the literal meaning of the phrase go to hell. See you on the other side, Alara. And you watch as Kala walks on through the portal. At the moment she does that, you're going to kind of see Mildred kind of hold up his hand just to be like, uh, <laughs> Oh, never mind. And then Alara pushes you in, Mel. <laughs> Are you kidding me, champion? And his voice just fades. <laughs> Who Alara. else is left to go with then? Just Adrian and Anna. Alara, I think it's only fair that you go next. You know, you're the one that just pushed Meldier through. I think it's only fair. I'll walk backwards. Uh huh. <laughs> she just casually moonwalks into the portal. Come on, you two. <laughs> you three. Well, I'm pointing at. Yeah, three. Uh huh. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Did you forget there's a split? No, no, no. He, she forgot Anon. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anon's that fucking stealthy that nobody knew she was there. I'm hidden. I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> but in Alara's mind, though, she's saying, "Help, please protect us, Zaris." So. Oh, she's saying in her head. Anon, Zaren, Zadrian. Any part, any parting words before you go to hell? Oh my God. I'm on a highway to hell, and we just got demonetized. Zaren's just kind of reluctant about it, and Zaren's just like, "I'm going home. I'm going home. I want the plane to know." Oh, what's that fucking song? Oh my god, there's a song that's in my head. I can't remember the name of it. Going to hell. No. We want anyway, the world anyway. to know how we're going since to. We're, since we're over, since we're over time, Anon, any any last words before you step through to hell? Yes. Don't expect any souvenirs. <laughs> okay. Man, what are you doing down here? Yeah, yeah what, 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 what am I doing? <laughs> Fuck are you? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Snap oh, so it's the plane of lust. Okay. Sn fuck off. <laughs> uh, as you step through the portal, leaving behind the smell of damp, the hum of arcane energy in the portal, the warmth of the cellar, you step through to nothingness. You step through to a lightless sky and a barren wasteland of a dusty, pale, slate gray plateau that in every direction stretches out for as far as your eyes can see. The first sensation you feel 
upon entering purgatory is an uneasy sense of quiet. Your ears failing and struggling to adjust to the lack of noise, the lack of sound. You strain and strain and strain. And after roughly 30 seconds, the only sounds you can hear are that of your own breathing and the thumping of your heartbeats inside your chest. Meldir, Anon, Elera, Kala, Zadrian, and Zarin. Welcome to Purgatory. And for the love of all that is holy, good luck. Because from here on out, I'm not pulling any punches. And you're, some of you may hate me by the end of this arc. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that is where we are going to end it for this evening. Thank you very much for joining us again on Duckies and Dargons. It has been a pleasure. We will be back next time to explore the empty wastes of purgatory and seeing the madness that it holds for our players. Join I just want to say good luck. We're all counting on you. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're not doing so already, please go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Duckies and Dargons. You get all the updates from there. Also, you get first look at any little side projects, like individual episodes that I may or may not have planned. Uh, I'm going to try and be a lot more active on the Twitter profile. I know that I haven't really been posting on there except from the, the episode announcements, and I'm going to try and change that. Um, but yeah, we are... We're in uncharted territory. I have never played or dm'd anything to do with hell so i'm going to be as creative as i possibly can be and i'm going to throw some real left out of left field shit at my players and i'm hoping that it makes for an enjoyable experience but you'll have to stay tuned for the next several episodes to find out in the meantime stay happy stay healthy stay safe and above all else Go to hell. Exactly. Good night.